Hello everybody, welcome to another edition of Edges. It's your baby girl, your favorite girl, your own girl, your sweetheart, it's Wendy. I'm so glad to be on today's episode of Edges. I hope you all are doing well. You all have been keeping safe and happy new month, guys. It's a new month and I pray this month enriches all in all ways. So yes, on today's episode of Edges, we are still talking about early child marriage like we discussed on our previous episode and i said to us that i'll be bringing us a guest that will be talking more about early child marriage and shedding more light so today i have here with me mr ramadan Mohamed. he's a marketing communication enthusiast and a humanitarian we're so passionate about girl child issues and all issues affecting girl, um, girls generally. Also, over the years, he's been working with different organizations and individuals to spread the message about child marriage and female genital mutilation. And he has been a good mentor, is a huge mentor to a lot of Northern girls. So join me as I welcome Mr. Ramadan Mohamed, aka the Great Oracle. Welcome to the show, Mr. Ramadan. Thank you, thank you, thank you. It's an honor to be here. Thank you very much for having me. And I must say this I love your show. I'm one of your biggest fans. Actually, I'm your biggest fan. Everybody else is under me. I'm still your biggest fan. Thank you so much, Mr. Ramadan. It's good to have you on the show. The pleasure is all mine. Yeah. So, Mr. Ramadan Mohamed, can you please tell our audience a little bit about you? Because a lot of people are actually looking forward to, they're actually very eager to hear from you. Okay, uh, my name is Ramadan. Uh, I like to introduce myself by just by my first name. Uh, the reason is people tend to judge me from the name before I even say anything because my surname is Mohammed, and my name is Ramadan, so which means like, fasting our way to the Yorubas. Okay, um, my name is Ramadan. I'm from northern Nigeria, not east to be precise, Medjugorje. I'm Shua Arab by tribe. Uh, it's a small minority tribe from Borno State. You only find us in Borno State in Nigeria and other parts of uh, northern, I mean, other parts of Africa as well. Uh, I'm a social marketing and uh, digital marketing enthusiast. I love digital marketing. I love anything that has to do with the internet. I'm also somebody who's an advocate for uh, the girl-child education, the ending of female genital mutilation, and ending uh, early marriage in northern Nigeria, early and forced marriages in early Ni- in northern Nigeria. Okay, uh, Mr. Mame, sorry to continue. Don't use the word forced marriage. Can you explain better what you mean by that? Okay, well, forced marriage, uh, or more or less like what people call arranged marriage. Now, the issue I have with that word arranged marriage, most people say, oh no, use the word arranged marriage and not forced marriage. But the truth is, that's what it is. When you say arranged marriage, it means it wasn't with the consent of the two people, the bride-to-be and the groom-to-be. Uh, but when that's, that's forced when it's not with their consent. You know, you just arrange it and... Either way, if they don't want to go into it and they tell them, no, you have no choice. You have to marry this guy or you have to marry this girl. That's forced. But arrange is just like uh, saying, oh, which happens everywhere anyway, where you say, oh, there's this beautiful lady or there's this 
handsome guy. He's a brilliant young man. He's single. He's this. And so you hook two people up. That's more or less arranged. So, but in northern Nigeria, mostly you have more of forced marriages where the girls don't really have a say in the marriage. So they're just told, you're going to marry, this guy's come for your hand in marriage and you're going to marry him. And because I was just about to, sorry to cut you, because I was yes, just about ahead. to say that, that most of the times the men are always eager to marry these girls. So it's the other way around that it's only the girl child who doesn't give consent, who doesn't agree to the marriage. But because oftentimes that I have seen, the male are always very, very eager. Mm. I don't know mm. what it is with the child, if the girl child. Why they, there's so much enthusiasm, there's so much um, thing to look. They are always so eager and happy that they are getting, they are getting a new bride, and not just a new bride, a girl child. Can you mm. shed more light, especially in the northern Nigeria? Mm. Mm. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, from the way I, from my own experience and from being from that part of the country, it's not just to the girls, actually. Although today we're talking, girl, we'll talk more about the girl child being forced into marriage. But we actually have young boys as well being forced into marriages. Yes, with their peers, not with that older woman, but with their peers. And most times, in some cases, very rare cases, the boy is actually not interested in in that marriage because he really doesn't know anything yet but the parents have said you're going to marry this person and he goes ahead and marries but let's go back to the girl child you see one of the reasons why i can't say the main reason but well, before he... sorry Mr. yes um, ma'am yes before you we go back to the girl child yes you just said that um the boy the yes. boy doesn't have do you mean to say that also the boy child gets married to another girl child yes without i mean like without his consent he's okay, not asked he's just arranged the same way you arrange with a young girl okay so if that's about the boy child hmm. from what age are you saying categorically from what age are we talking about um when you say early marriage let's first start with let's say the definition you know when you say early marriage it means a marriage or union where which one or both of the spouses are under 18 years of age right now yes. when i say a young boy it means he's way below 18 so in most cases that i have seen uh like in places like yobe states and uh, borno state most especially borno states if you go to the rural areas i've seen 15 year old boys with a 12 year old girl or 16 year old wow. boy with a girl of not his age usually it's never his age it's always someone a little bit younger yeah. than he is yeah. okay so you can go ahead you can go ahead okay okay and now you see one of the major if you look at the statistics based on statistics that we have it says 44 percent of girls in nigeria are married before their 18th birthday exactly most especially in northern nigeria yes you know, and 18 percent of them are married before the age of 15. yes very good to be uh i am not one who really goes with some of the statistics why because i don't think they really go deep i can tell you there's actually more than that to be very honest as someone wow. who has who is from there and who has lived there and when we say northern nigeria it's not just happening in northern nigeria some of these people have come to the south some have gone to the eastern part of the country they are still practicing 
that same thing in these parts of the country. So sometimes I'm not sure if they really, really look at this uh, people as well. But I can tell you that it's actually way more than that. And when we say 18, back there, I think the oldest you would the it starts from say 11. Once a girl knows how to cook, they okay. marry her off. Once a girl knows how to cook, not all of them, not in Orkisu. So people would not say, ah, it's everybody. It's not everybody in the north. Most tribes do it. Uh, the Kanuris, the Hausas, most especially the Hausa Fulanis, they do this very early. And the Fulanis themselves. Once the girl, like the Kanuris, once the girl knows how to cook, she's 11, she's 12, she's giving out for marriage. In some cases, to somebody way, way older than her. Sometimes the age of her own, I mean, somebody as old as her father. Wow. And that's, these are some of the uh, 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 issues that we have at the moment in the north. And if you look at it, why are they really giving out at this age? It's simple. Um, there's this belief, if you talk to a typical northern man, there's something he will tell you. He will tell you that if you leave the girl child to come of age, the girl, the girl will spoil. That's what they tell you. You know, she'll, she'll go out spoil. of hand. Have uh, sexual, be sexually. Yes, active. yes, that she, yes, become very sexually active and really go out of hand. And I realized that over time, because I've spoken to a lot of people over time about this, northern people, and they tell you, both educated and non-educated, and they tell you, and I realized that one of the challenges they have is they don't really know how to train the girl child. They really don't, because if you really know how to train her, you would not say, oh, she's going to go out of hand. The same way you train your male child, you should train the girl child like that. But again, in some tribes, I'm not going to mention names, but in some tribes in that part of the north, they have a belief, they'll tell you, they have a say, they'll tell you, oh, take care of your daughter, but your son, the life will teach him. So they should focus more on training the girl child. But even at that, once she comes to 11 or 12, they tell you she's ready for her husband's house. And then they back it up with religion. They tell you, oh, the religion says that the Prophet Muhammad married his bride at 13 or at 12 or at 9. Then they leave out the part which says that he did not take the wife to his house until when she had come of age. Uh, recently, one of our most respected emirs in Nigeria yeah. took a bride a couple of years ago, maybe three years ago, I think, three or four years ago, I, I can say. I'm not so sure, but I believe it's between three and five years ago, he took a bride who was I believe it was a little bit lesser than 18. Now, the marriage was done, but she went to school. She never came to his home up until recently, when she's, I think she's almost 22 or 23. Okay. Then he finally came to his house. Now, that was what the prophet did. But unfortunately, the religion has been used to brainwash a lot of people. So, now we have a clash of tradition, religion. So they know a little bit about religion, a little bit about tradition, and they combine both. It's the same thing you have with female genital mutilation, which okay. is a topic for another day on its own. Exactly. Before, before you go further, Mr. Yes. Ramadan, yes. Uh, when you mentioned about the Emir's wife, yes. No wife. The bride yeah. goes to them. After some years, she came back. Yes. And started practicing uh, a wifely duties I should say yes. so the problem is most of the girls in the north yes. that they marry off at the age of 11 mm-hmm. some lesser than that age upwards, yes. of 18 
as at, at most of them in school or they are not sent to school at all mm. the thing is, is they they never go to school or they were never in school okay um you look you need to look at it from different angles one there's a set that has never been to school okay now in the case of this emir he married someone who had gone to school she even went to the uk for her university education before she came back and became his wife like that's when she finally came into his house so it doesn't really matter what age you would find i have seen uh, i saw this i experienced this in adama state where the girl was i think the girl was 16 or so 16 or 17 she was in the university she was in 100 level she's from 17 yeah i remember she was 17 she has got an admission to study accounting in adama and she was given out for marriage the husband said he doesn't want his wife to go to school so she stopped going to school wow. this is someone who had gotten to university level so you see where that we have issues that it's not just the uneducated that's where it's practiced more but it happens in both uh places both the uneducated and the educated the one that happens more in the educated ones are it's more of an arranged marriage okay it's more of an arranged marriage so most times they are of age the two families are trying to become one and things like that okay i'd like to throw this question to you thank you for okay. asking my question yeah why because seriously this is just the all of the information yeah we listening to this from an instagram from somebody who comes from the northern nigeria that mm. giving it's quite I, I, I don't want to use the word overwhelming mm. but just a lot seriously so I would like to ask yes because one of the problems that um, makes most of this girl go to marriage go, being sent off to marriage is education mm. most of the parents tend not to send the female child the girl child to school mm. and um what you just said now that uh, a man actually stopped his wife and he's educated am i right yes he is he actually he's actually a lecturer he was a lecturer he actually stopped his wife from going for university education what exactly is the problem what exactly is the reason why is it that they don't want the girl child to be educated at this kid what exactly is the reason because i am just trying to understand the reason why the female child has to go to school be educated and the uh, the male child sorry and the female child has to stay at home and not be an educated person also i understand the part of the um, inferior and superior complexity mm-hmm. the male child is um, superior than the female child what exactly is this also tradition or religion or what exactly is it can you shed more light on that please okay the answer is actually what you've actually given an answer to part answer to what you just asked and this thing is very simple in northern nigeria let's see the way it is in northern nigeria the average northern man most especially the average african man anyway but let's just use northern sees the girl child as inferior to boys 
you know, they see girls as more inferior to boys. I think a man would rather have a lot of boys and no girls than have a lot of have a lot of girls and more boys. I mean, and no boys. So the thing is, they see girls as inferior. That's number one. And they believe that, oh, when you give this girl quality education, I mean, when you send her to school and give her all that she needs to become a better person and all of they don't really see that as a better person. They'll say, oh, she will go out of control and become difficult for you to control. She would not listen to you and she will become so what a child of the world. Let's use that. That's the belief. But I so, believe that in actual sense, they are just being... Uh, it's inferiority complex, kind of. That's how I see it. They are scared of what these girls will become. So that's part of the reason why they see younger, younger wives, the the girl child, to be more obedient because yes. they are very young. Yes. They have type them of their person, education, their identity, and everything. Exactly. Yes. It's easy for them to rob them of us because when you have a child you can easily control the child the thoughts of that child and if you look at it the age at which they marry this child these children i don't want to say this please the time at which they marry these children uh when they're in their formulative year when they started to form ideas and all of their own and when they start thinking for themselves that's when they marry them off so the guy marries them and he shifts everything that they think i mean the way that they think the things the way they do things anything he says is final 10 years from that time that he married her, if you go there and tell her anything, she would not listen to you. You can actually try that today. Look for somebody who was married off very early and try to convince her that this is the wrong thing to do and all. And you would hear what she would have to tell you because she had so, kind of brainwashed. So do you mean to say that um, women of today that were married off at an early age before the age of 15 and 18 mm. Mm. who are mothers now yes they still support child marriage not sending their children to school and um when i'm asking this question i'm asking but because another reason that that causes one of the drivers for child marriage is poverty so i would say does this also um include the wealthy family because i i I think to myself that somebody that has an that is well to do won't actually that has money to send the girl child and the male child to school is not going to send off this child to marriage to get married first instead send the child to school enlighten me more I see I just Okay, uh, you see, let, let's look at it this way. So, a lady is married off at, say, 12, 13, 14, 15. And 10 years, fast forward 10 years, she now has, no, fast forward 15 years, she now has kids, right? Yes. She now has kids of her own. Um, maybe two, three kids, it doesn't really matter, but she spends quite some time. In that. Now she's become an adult, proper adult, I see. You go there and you talk to her about education or anything else. In most cases, a large percentage of them will tell you that the right thing was done. And if you look at it, they also end up giving their children out for marriage early. In most cases. The other cases where you find some will tell you, oh no, education is better. I'd rather send my child to school. It's because why she might have seen one of her mates or two of her mates who had gone to school, fought 
been able to go to school and become better people. She now sees the life that she would have, she would love to live. Oh, this person live an independent life, live a better life. This person is doing better, and would want to be like that person. Say, oh, I want my child to be like that person. You know, so very few of them are the ones who will tell you, no, my own child has to go to school, and I support the child going to school and not marrying very early until when they are ready for marriage. It's either the one who has really suffered, sorry, is only the one who has really suffered in that house in her marriage. Maybe she married the kind of like the wrong person, the man beats her and does all of those things. And she sees somebody else who's living a better life at home. So those ones, the way they say things would be different exactly. Because I was just about to ask that, is it that these women actually don't have a say in their marriage, even now that they have now become, they are not older, they are not a child anymore. Is it that they don't really have a voice in their marriage to stand against their husband, even if the husband is suggesting that the girl child should be married before the age of 15 and 18? Because I feel um, women has the power. If the wife can convince or stand up to the husband and say no let this child be in school or this and that it wouldn't happen like it is happening now so is that that there's no voice the women don't have voice they don't have a voice they don't have their stand they can't they can't um how will i put it they can't ask their husband not to do this can shed more light on that Yes, actually, they don't. Uh, in most cases, they don't. They don't have a say. Even the ones, a very few, maybe the educated ones. I've actually seen educated Northern people who don't have a say in their marriage. Why? For many reasons. They respect their husbands and they believe they completely trust the decisions of their husbands. If my husband says, no, it is wrong, then it is wrong. He probably has more experience than I do. And in most cases, that's what happens. Why? Because the man is almost he's almost her father's age. You know, so anything the man says is final. In most cases, I'm not saying all cases, but in most cases, this is what happens. They really do not have a say. They talk and the man says, hey, I'm the leader, I'm the head of this house. I decide what happens in this house. She's my daughter. You cannot come here and spoil my child for me. She has gone to school enough. All the school that, there's a popular statement they say. I've heard a lot of my uncles say it when I talk to them about this. I said, I know, let the girl go to school now. Let her go to secondary school. She's finished primary. And they tell you, oh, no, no, please, please. All the school that she has gone to, what has she achieved with it? This is a child who has just finished primary school and you're asking what has she asked what can she do i mean you expect that to start making money from primary six you know so this is the this is the way they think because already they felt that school was just to keep her busy it's time for marriage let her dumb school you see this every day even those who live in the cities who are mixed with more enlightened people who have seen the benefits of going to school they'll tell you let the guys go let the boys go to school you know, but the girls know the girls they will spoil they will spoil things like that you know they'll tell you oh, they tend to overdo things or they're going to rebel against us because they are scared of the girls rebelling in most cases that's why they tell you no they will not but like your question the mothers or the wives really have no say in this the husbands decide everything if you're lucky to have a husband who is very enlightened, yes, maybe, you'd be able to convince him. If not, then anything the man says is final. So you pray that the man is one who sees progress. 
So it's more or less like a totalitarian government. Of course, of course. That's part of the whole idea of marrying somebody who's younger. You don't take you don't take suggestions from them. You only give them instructions. They're like children. You only give them instructions. But do they see? Because as a parent, I don't know. Then um, don't they see that the negative? Because there's never a positive effect on the girl child. It's always negative. Yes. Most of us. Don't they see the negative effect this has on the girls, or is it that they don't care at all? Or is it that they just care about the culture and not about their daughters? Because I try to find the reason why a father will send just because. And another thing that I, I, I ask is okay, if they are scared about um, or worried about the girl child being sexually active before the age of 18 or before um, she's been she's of age to get married, why are they not educating these girls so they understand um, everything, everything about sexuality and and co? Because a lot of effects that it has on the girl child, a lot of them are prone to diseases. Some of them, yes. they yes. are like during childbirth. Yes. Some of yes. them tend to a lot different kind of things, and the circle of poverty keeps moving. It's that they are not even bothered about all of this. It's just about the culture or the sexual part of it. What exactly? And is there not enough awareness? And well, okay. Before sorry to cut you, because yeah. um, we we have we have um, we have law that says. I don't know because I know part of the part of the reason why this girl child marriage is not ending is because the law is not being enforced. Is it is it that exactly. they don't nobody actually even cares about the law? No father, no parent cares about the law, the consequences or what is it? Okay, well let me answer this from uh, from an angle from a different angle now. First of all, the people we are dealing with, the people in question, are from the parents of the child, the parents who give their children out. So the children who eventually become parents who would actually end up giving their own daughters out as well. What happens is, or the reason why they're not thinking or they're not seeing all of these things that you're thinking about is because they're not educated. They're really not educated. I have never seen anybody go to rural northern nigeria any of the states to say oh we're here to educate you on why you should not give out the student out for marriage early none i don't Good. think that's so there's not enough awareness you know uh the ministry of women affairs and social development is there they i think they, in 2016 or 17 they launched uh, a national strategy to end child marriage you know was to reduce i mean their whole vision was to reduce child marriage by 40 percent by 2020 and end the practice by 2030 <laughs> but really exactly. i don't think they've gone anywhere i don't think they've gone anywhere with that you know so you find them doing a lot of awareness in town where you have very little number but still the thing goes on okay today if 
a child uh, is being forced into marriage, a young girl, and she doesn't want to get married, she wants to go to school, where does she run to? Or does she contact? So even the children themselves, I think they should take this uh, awareness to even schools, first of all, primary schools especially, and secondary schools, so that you can educate them in school, and then take it to the rural areas. But then again, when you get there, you're going to meet a resistance. Who people who will not just want to listen to you? Why? Because they tell you, "What are you trying to say?" You know, this is tradition. It's been going on for years. It has never ended. What are you not trying to do? You're coming. You're trying to come and spoil our children and things like that. And you might end up being forced to close the schools. So you still have to work with the locals in the environment. But then, if the locals also believe in this, uh, if the locals believe in this kind of practice, then what do you have to say? I mean, I just mentioned an Emir. Yes. marry somebody who is way younger did she agree to marry him we really cannot say but then because he's an emir she might say yes you know they would have promised her all of them. I mean the parents would have said oh you're going to get this and again it was this was between two two like two emirates you know trying to go and marry from that emirate this is to bring peace and love or to bring togetherness between the two emirates so they do this thing for so many reasons so many reasons you know, for instance, there's someone in my estate. Sorry, just, there's someone in my estate who is, uh, I think he's in his 60s now. He's been married before. He married when he was younger. He has kids. I think his first son is almost, he's almost 35 or 38, I believe. And he went ahead okay. to marry. He had separated. The other wife had died. And then the friends, I mean, the brothers, the relations came and said, oh, you can't just be like that. So you need to take another wife. And the guy said, okay, I'll so we have a very young girl, a young girl you need a young girl in your life and things like that he went to the village and picked up a girl who was uh, i think she was 16 at the, 15 at the time 14 15 at the time wow then she has three kids for him right she has three kids for him already so she has really grown in this house and she's become a full-time mother okay. so this wow. is what you find you find old men who have been married before going to look for younger girls you find people who are already married all right, they already have a wife or two wives and they still go for a younger girl. They, it's many reasons. It's because of uh, lack of education and awareness. Because I'm not, I believe, um, and mm. permit me if I'm wrong, that most of yeah. these northern states have um, commissioners for education. That means women are best They've got yes schools. So come um, there is no awareness. How come this? Because some people say uh, because due to poverty they can't send the female mm. child to school. But to the my knowledge, there are mm. schools free education in this part of the country in the part of Nigeria presently so why is it that the girls still not go to school is it that the parents don't yeah the parent doesn't allow it goes back to my point which I said before which is the few girls are inferior to boys and they feel that if you give them equal access to quality education and allow them to complete their studies um 
you are saying oh it's to enable them to support themselves and lead a fulfilled independent life but they are not looking at it like that they're looking at oh this girl is going to go out of control i know i have friends today you know from where i'm from sure like myself who are doing very well in their careers today and if you know the kind of battles they have to fight because every time somebody's coming all the way from the village to the city to come and tell the father of these girls you need to marry these girls or we are going to go out of control you will not be able to control them once these girls finish school they're going to pay this you're going to be that you will not be able to get them a husband nobody's going to marry them so these are the kind of challenges that even the parents who decide to send them to school these are the kind of pre- this is the kind of pressure they have to deal with so how do you think we can stop girl child marriage in the north okay. especially how do you think there can be much awareness how do you think the people can understand the effect child marriage have on the girl okay well first of all the same thing that is facing every other sector in nigeria even the educational sector itself in nigeria let money which is provided for a particular thing go to that thing which it is provided for you know to end something like child marriage uh you know individuals law make they have to first be laws excuse me the good thing is we have the laws already you know, but they're not being implemented so you need to start implementing them but before you start punishing you need to go and educate them on why they shouldn't even commit a particular crime you know to end child marriage like i said individuals like lawmakers and even world leaders need to challenge the norms a lot of people are not ready in right now apart from uh one of our emirs who has been trying to really challenge the norm how many others have really stood up very few very very few if it's almost none you know to challenge the norm and reinforce the idea that girls are they're not really inferior to boys and instead i mean empower girls they need to empower girls to be their own agents of change but you need to first educate their parents the grandfathers who are still there first before you can reach, if you can reach out to these people you would be able to you know then provide girls with equal access to education quality education you know how they complete their studies provide support to the parents because most time these girls are helping the parents in the house so the man is now the girl is 11 12 she's still eating my food i can't take care of this child so give her out for marriage it's what they do send the boy to town or send him to go and become an imaginary so now you don't have kids anymore it's time to go and make new babies that's some of the problems that we have you know then create safe spaces and channels for them to be able to speak up for what they really want you know and be able to speak up against harmful practices you know that will allow their voices to be heard you know um girls who are allowed to stay with their families and in school will be able to i mean they'll be able to engage more fully in a society you know to become more financially independent which is this is the thing they're scared of but you need to now explain to the parents that being financially independent as a lady is not a bad thing you know and they also they it's not a bad thing but a lot of them don't understand this oh then she'll be go out of control then she will not listen to me it's the same reason why most people don't allow most tribes do not allow their wives to walk oh because yeah because I, yeah sorry so, I, because i know how how I, I don't want to say they enjoy poverty because the rate at which um, poverty is high mm. in that part of the country very alarming. is very, very alarming. So when, when 
this girls to school they are supposed to be productive to the community to the nation at large and to their families also they don't understand the positive impact of giving education empowering the girl child they don't how do they understand this? That's part yes, of that's the part. And that's, and need the individuals to... not do the loan. The government has a huge role to play here, you know, because the government can reach every nook and cry. They listen to the government, but are they really doing it? No. So they need to start doing more. You know, they should let them know that. Oh, even a lady can take care of the home. Oh, that if she's financially independent, she can take care of her family. I mean, she can cater for the family, not just her own immediate, like her own husband, wife. I mean, her own husband and kids, but she can also cater for her parents, you know. And ultimately, every this would help end poverty. The thing is, these guys are not educated, so they don't even know what it takes to end poverty. They don't know, so they need to be educated. Huh. Well, because of uh, sexual activity that's the excuse that is the excuse they give i see that as an excuse it's really not if you really look at it that's not really the reason there are many other reasons oh she's already 12 before she gets out of hand in my own house and i'm not able to control her let her go to her husband's house oh she's 12 and she's still eating my food in the house let her go oh she's good she really cannot do much for me go even if I acquire all the properties in this life, at the end of the day, she's going to go to her husband's house. So why do I have to give her part of my inheritance? You know, she know what? Let her even go to her husband's house early. Many reasons. You know, and finally, uh, I think lawmakers and leaders must level the law to remove all forms of gender discrimination, you know, from legislation and ensure that girls and women are equally valued as people and protected, you know, from child marriage and other types of gender-based violence and harmful practices, you know. So, the law, lawmakers have a lot to do. The government has a lot, a huge role to play here because most bulk of the work is actually on their own end. They are saying, oh, we're creating schools, but they are not going. But, even, but then, are you educating the parents on the yeah. need for them to go to school? Are you really educating them? Exactly. Just if you are saying the government needs to, when even people that are in power, just like the earlier, took a bribe or took a bite of um, below yeah. the age of 18. So those people that are supposed to be educating, those are the people that are supposed to be role models to the parents, to the community, to the environment. But you see, even the Emir, sorry to talk to them, even the Emir who took the bride, didn't take her to his house up until she had finished school. She was over 18 so she was over 20 before she finally became his wife it's more or less like you've gone to book good somewhere and say hey i want to marry you you know i want to marry you like it for you yeah hey man i want to marry this lady you do everything that you need to do and say okay it's like i'm sorry to use this i mean uh, it's a bit offensive i don't want to use goods but it's like going and saying oh i want to marry you but not yet you don't come to my house just yet we want to go okay go to school finish but the thing is is he not educating his people and telling them can you see but he's not educating his his own people to tell them can you see that she did not come to my house yet it was until she had gone to school finished before she came to my house and while she's in my house she is working she's still pursuing her career the one that wants to do business is still in business but the thing is not enough education that's the major problem. Not enough uh, and uh, 
awareness. The National Orientation Agency is there, the Ministry of Women Affairs is there, but they are really not doing enough. And you as an individual really cannot do much. You know, that's what one of the major, major problems that we face today. Because here you have people who are standing by religion and tradition. But unfortunately, they don't even understand it very well. The clerics who are supposed to be teaching them are taking advantage of them as well. You know, they too want to marry young girls. So to satisfy their sexual urges. That's another topic for another day. Wow, thank you so much, Mr. Mohammed. Thank you. You're welcome. welcome. Thank Thank you very much for having me. Because it's (laughs) yes, it's so good to have you on the show and to hear from you as an insider, as um, a member of the northern part of Nigeria. Thank you for taking your time. It's a pleasure to have you here. So I hope we've all learned and understand one or two things about what we have been saying and discussing about child marriage. Please educate your girls. And and one more, yeah, sorry, I I, I forgot to check this in. Another thing that we can do if you say, oh, man, we can't leave everything to the government. On our own, we know, we might know one northern person around us who is almost trying to do the same thing. Because for me, I had, my parents didn't go to school and I had younger sisters. It took people who were around us, who were educated, to sit my parents down and actually talk to them and educate and enlighten them. So we should try and do the same thing. And not just, oh, that's a bookie. They don't listen. No, sit down with them when somebody knows that you really care for him he would listen to you so sit down with them talk to them first be friendly become nice to them and then try and educate them every chance that you get try and educate them on why oh why is your child not to school they give you a excuse like oh i don't have the money to train him and then let's know government schools are free you don't have to pay anything okay you know what i'll pay the charge to admit the child and then all you have to do is just give him food take care of the child and when he comes back you know so gradually they'll begin to see the advantages and say oh now um, i want to sign something my child can read a letter that was sent to me oh they're trying to cheat me on my pension document oh my child can read it and they begin to see the the benefits and they will also pass the message forward to their siblings and before you know it the message will spread so we also have a huge role to play you don't really have to be a northerner but i'm sure you know one that is it very you're so very on point about that. It's very true. Yes, everybody, one way or the other, we see people around us that are not friends. Although some are not with, some are not with yes. their families yes. that you can see, and some are yes. with their family. So yes, we can ourselves good by speaking to them, by educating, yes. by or giving them, them the orientation that the girl child is no less inferior yes, to the male exactly. child. There should be gender equality and not gender yes. inequality. Everybody, they, they should educate. Because once these girls are educated, they know they know everything. Um, the fear of the parent about oh, sexual um, sexuality, they are going to go wild, they are going to be control. When 
when they are given the right education, the right orientation, it's not going to be like that, but it's going to be the other way around and they're going to be proud and happy that they actually give their children, the girl child, a good education. And even uh, when when this child, when, when they are married, the things that happen to them, things that happen to them while married, some of them, like I read um, a story of a six-year-old, no, not a six-year-old, um, a twelve-year-old yeah. girl that got married to a man older, like twice her age or more than. Mm-hmm. And days after, four days after the marriage, she died of internal oh. bleeding, likely to sexual yeah, activity. Yeah. A lot, a lot of these happens. Some of them um, doing child labor. Yes. Even the ones that suffer from, take... from uh, VVF, you know, a lot of cases are there like that. Fistula, yes. they start, and the first part is when these girls are going through these medical issues, they tend to cut them away instead of embrace them and yes. take care of them. They say it's a bad woman. This and that, it's ignorance. Away it is ignorance. And... That's why you need more education, more enlightenment. It's ignorance. It's very sad that at this modern age that we are, everybody is claiming exposure. We are educated, we are learned, we are exposed, civilized, and all of that. Even the educated ones among us still practice this very well. It very is. Well. It is it is quite so sad. Sometimes I'm just short of words thinking about this, the trauma. Even because um, the the older women that are even older are mothers, we know what they go through in marriage. Yes. Not to talk of it. Who doesn't even understand who she is? Yes, yeah, she was just she's in the formation of the identifying herself. The child, and you see a child with a child that does not even know exactly. what to do when exactly. the child, her own baby, has a high temperature, running a fever, and that she has a man to watch over. You see that same man asking her to lay on the bed, and mm-hmm. you know, not, not to forget the fact that they, have, they become very vulnerable to sexually transmitted infections, uh, you know, and lack and their lack of exactly. education and empowerment also means. People- yeah of, of course them, of course don't get tested they don't even know their medical they don't know their health status they don't know if they are carrying any venereal yes. disease they yes. don't know if they yes. have any yes it's it's, it's it still goes back to ignorance they still, it's because they're completely ignorant the people who put them in these situations are ignorant unfortunately should we say it is ignorance? It's ignorance. Or, trust me. Or, that's how. That's how I see it. I see it's ignorance. They don't know. They don't know any better. But they, they refuse to accept. They refuse to get knowledgeable. They it's because they don't see any benefit. They sometimes, yeah, sometimes they choose to turn a blind eye to the benefits. But then again, it's still ignorance. So, but if you educate them enough show them the benefits a lot of them cannot even point to if you if you tell them ah but look at this person is successful they tell you oh, he comes from a rich family now so that's why he's doing well or that's why the girl is doing well but that's why their daughters are doing well you know it's unfortunate it's unfortunate 
throughout this group all everybody i enjoy you all to be a voice for the girl child male female from the northern part from the southern part whoever you are now we're not even talking about um, you being from a particular part of the nation or the country everybody wants yes. to yeah, we all have a lot of Voiceless, we should do as much as we can as individuals, as organizations, as families, as a community to give a voice to the girl child, to create more awareness in our environment, in our communities, in our area, to let people be aware about child marriage, how to stop them, educate people. Like um, Mr. Ramadan just said, people around you educate, let them know. Some of them don't, they don't really know the negative effects, they don't know the consequences, they don't even know the level at which this really goes to affect the girl child. Yes. I would enjoy to all put ends together and stand because this also leads to rape, like what's going on now. That the rape thing and all of that it's that the girl, because when these girls don't even consent to the sex the men rape them to have their way let us tell them i am your husband and they live with them forcefully so please let us educate one another as much as we can i would say this Thank you all for listening. Thank you all for being part of the show. Thank you, everybody. And thank you so much, Mr. Thank Ramadan. Thank you. It's a pleasure. Yeah. So, till we meet again on another episode of Edges, stay safe, be safe. I love you all. Bye, Bye everyone.